Hello and welcome to Switzer Investing. I'm Peter Switzer. Thanks for joining us. On tonight's program, I've got to test out whether we can trust this rally. So I've got June Bay Lou of Tribeca Alpha Plus talking about exactly that. She does trust the rally. That might surprise many of you, or maybe not. Uh, and she likes a couple of companies uh, that you might not think look like good value, but she does think they're good value, and they're top quality companies. Then Mike Gable of Fairmont Equities looks at the actual indices, the indexes that are doing really well, S&P 500, the NASDAQ, and also the ASX 200. It looks to see whether the, you could believe in this um, uh, rebound of the stock market. At this moment, he's cautionary uh, positive, uh, doesn't deny the fact there could be a turnaround, but at the moment, there's a lot of positives coming out of the charts that he looks at closely. And he also looks at the stock, the one stock that he thinks looks like really, really good value. It's a gas. And then ST Wong of Prime Value, he looks at three types of investments you can make. The small cap ones, he likes some of the aged care providers there. Uh, he likes the banks as well, and some of the growth stocks, uh, including James Hardy and Goodman Group. And you'll find out why by hanging there and listening to that interview. So that's the show. Let's kick off now with June Baylou of Tribeca Alpha Plus. Well, a lot of us are a bit surprised and very happy about the rally of the stock market right now. Let's just see what June Baylou sees in the rally and how she's playing it. June Baylou, good to see you. Good to see you, Peter. Thank you for accommodating me, calling, speaking from the car. Oh, we're a mobile world, you know that nowadays. Uh, Jim Baylou, tell us, this rally, has it surprised you, the strength of it over the last few weeks? Look, it hasn't really surprised. We've always said, um, like you and me, you know, we talk about this for months now. We know the market positioning was way too pe way too pessimistic, and a lot of uh, valuation crunch has already been done early in the year. Um, and it's really about earnings. If the company can do earnings, their share price will go higher. So, you know, we 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 think that this rally just being, um, you know, quite a few months in the making, um, and a lot of people are calling sort of the end of a you know bear market rally and things. Honestly, um, the share market Australian share market actually has done pretty well since uh, since July um, till now I think it's up something like um, you know six seven percent um, so you know it's not a bear market rally and I think based on what's happening now um, and um, you know I really think the share price is going to grind higher okay so will the the critical um, points for either reinforcing this rally or questioning this rally be the jobs number on Friday in the US and then the inflation number next week on November 10. Look, both of them has possibility to create more volatility. So market may have a wobble here and there. But honestly, I don't think anything is surprising. We know the inflation number is going to be uh, continue to be strong, but it should start to come off as we have seen in the last month. Uh, we've seen a job number. We're still showing reasonable number. And based on what we heard from the corporates in America, um, you know, the, the economy is going OK. And uh, but the inflation is probably um, somewhat, you know, heading downwards. Um, that's pretty much uh, being expected by the investors okay so so what have you been buying in the australian market over the last week or two oh but 
Plenty. Um, look, um, you know, we just seen lots of opportunities um, for, as we touched on before, we think a lot of growth leaders are looking cheap. So things like Domino's, yes, they're potentially to be another downgrade to come um, because Europe is doing pretty tough, but it is a strategic, uh, it's a structural growth business and, uh, you know, business in the better position will buy more of those. Um, and, uh, you know, actually at the moment, there's another business looking very interesting, which is Medibank. Um, clearly they had their issues with, mm. uh, you know, with, with the security breach and things but share price down something like uh 20 almost 20 percent um you know this is actually quite a bit of value being wiped out yes there potentially will be you know class actions and things like that but um you know for 20 percent of market valuation to be wiped out this is um does represent some of the shorter term opportunity for this one uh, remember they this company was uh, was rumored to be taken out not very long ago um and always had corporate interests and the company is sitting on really really strong balance sheet um and um and then the the dividend yield before the fall was something like high single digit so this is companies you know got solid balance sheet good brand um in a stable business stable uh, market share um you know it's uh, and for share, uh, for the market cap to be down 20 percent uh, definitely worth uh, worth a look so i guess you're saying um the sell-off was a panic sell-off the the true loss to medibank will be seen if people leave Medibank and go to HCF and uh, NIB and all that, their rivals. And I guess we don't know, like some people might be saying, well, they've made a mistake, they're gonna be really protective of their, uh, of their data going forward. Do you think that's probably a bit of the thinking? Oh yeah, that it's, it's a bit of thinking um, and clearly market share loss and the like will be an issue. Um, but, um, you know, for, for something like that to take place, uh, it probably means, as we have seen with many other Australian corporates, uh, it probably means the um, the other competitors like NHF and things, they might be under threat as well. So um, just means that everyone will spend a bit more on internet security um, and uh, not a bit more, a lot more. Um, and, um, and those targeted attack does seem um, you know, uh, will recover uh, over time for 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 banks uh, for Medibank. Well, one of the interesting um, revelations out of the S and P five hundred last week was a lot of the more conventional companies are doing well, and the, and the tech companies are yet to take off. Do you think that same problem is happening here when you look at companies? I know you like like Zero. Mm -hmm. I think you like Next DC as well, don't you? Mm. They're still struggling to take off, but when there is a rotation, are they the companies that you think will be the big beneficiaries? Oh, absolutely. And also, remember the US tech, the consumer tech. So, um, you know, the earnings being sold off because, well, the earnings being downgraded. So, yeah. whereas things like Next DC, we actually think um, they are very close to winning more contracts. Um, and if they do, the share price will run away. Um, and uh, and if anything, we've seen some M&A taking place in the US market, valuation very much much higher than what next dc is sitting at. i actually think that one is a standout buy um and um you know and then uh, uh it's really a lot of bad news is in the market um you know the valuation will only have to head higher okay are there any other sectors that you've got really keen on in recent times and if so what have been the star stocks that you've been chasing 
Look, I must say, um, you know, I, I'm one of those contrarian. I do like to look at things when they get uh, sold off quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, one of the interesting sector is that, you know, we talk to the tech, talk to the healthcare, but this one, which is uh, Woolworth, you know, the supermarkets, mm. they've been sold off a lot um, for a large supermarket to be down this much. Um, look, clearly they are, you know, COVID beneficiaries, all these things we know, but the share price is actually coming down to quite reasonably attractive levels for Coles. It's under, uh, under 20 times, something like 18 times earnings and remember these supermarkets will have a very good christmas because this is the first christmas that we can um actually celebrate without any restriction any form of restriction um so i actually think christmas is going to have a good christmas uh, look christmas a uh, supermarket is going to have a great uh, great christmas and um it does look pretty attractive at this point at this point okay so if if for example we do get a, a, a disappointing uh inflation number in the u.s and the market sells off are you going to be an aggressive buyer? Oh, absolutely. I think we're getting very, very close to that bottom of the of the market now. Remember, share market always forward looking. Um, and, uh, you know, we're probably looking at the economic data to um, get to the worst by um, early next year. And that means the share market is very close to bottoming now. Great stuff. Good to see you, Jimbo Lu. Now, before we go, you, know, you are associated with a, a foundation, is that right? and you've got a special function coming up. There's only five seats left, I believe. Just tell us about the foundation and, and what kind of people will be at this, at this uh, function. Look, absolutely. Thank you, Peter. Um, look, I, I, uh, this is for the RAISE Foundation. RAISE is a charity that help uh, young adolescents to find mentors. Um, and uh, they just find the incredible amount of demand from high school, uh, public high school and kids wanting to talk to people. This is just mentor from every field, whether it's, uh, you know, just to talk about things or whether um, it's to for career advice, it's about everything. Um, and uh, look, the foundation um, has done really well and they got so much demand and, uh, and they're coming to the year end. And as you know, all the charity has is going through a bit of a tough time. So I put together this lunch to help raising money for uh, for race, so they can help go out and help more uh, more young people. Right. Um, now this lunch is uh, uh, has been organised for um, around forty people. Only five seats left. Um, you know, we got some very well known fund managers around. We've got hedge fund manager. We've got um, financial. Uh, we got financial advisors from uh, different advice shops, um, and then we've got um, we we actually have the um, um, you know, CEO of Hearts and Minds attending. We've got ladies from uh, Future Generation. So there's a lot of charity attending. So look at this. It's a very interesting uh, event and, um, you know, and, um, you know, help us to really support those young people. So, so you'll be there, of course, and a whole lot of Absolutely. fund managers. So if anyone wants to go, it's not cheap. It's $2,000 a seat, isn't it? But it's for a really good cause. Um, That's right. There's only five seats left. Where do people need to go if they're interested in attending? Uh, look, they just need to go to, uh, they will need to email, uh, go to Tribeca and email Tribeca, reception at Tribeca.com. So reception um, at Tribeca. Tribeca yeah. Okay, great stuff. And then we will we'll, we'll help you out. Okay, fantastic. We'll, we'll put that up on the screen as well. Uh, good luck thanks. with that and thanks for joining us, uh, Jim Bailu. Thank you. Thank you. With the market rebounding and surprising a lot of people, I wanted to get to Mike Gable to see whether the charts are saying that this is a believable rebound or is there something out there that could go wrong. Mike, great to see you. Thanks, Peter. 
So you're looking at this rebound. Are the mm -hmm. charts giving you confidence that this can last or, or not? Um, it does look like the market wants to go higher in the short term, mm. um, but that's, that's all we, we have at the moment. So um, we spoke a couple of weeks ago, the market had given an initial bounce, but we, I just wanted to see that it was actually going to hold at those levels mm. and then feel confident that we might have a tradable bounce. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what it's doing at the moment. Mm. Um, I think anything more longer term, it comes, you know, we sound like a broken record, but it comes back to inflation data, what interest rates are going to do. Yeah. And we haven't had any further clarity on that. We just have a market that is at the moment thinking, well, the numbers have been pretty bad. Hopefully that's, uh, that's as bad as they will get. So yeah. this is what we have at the moment, I think. I think really Philip Peck Van Dyke where <laughs> says, hope is not a strategy, but still people yeah. do trade off it. Let's go to the charts. So I've mm. asked you to look at the S&P 500, the NASDAQ and the ASX 200. What are we seeing? Let's go. Yep, so S&P 500. Um, so daily chart here, what we're looking at um, a couple of weeks ago was we had sort of an initial bounce. It didn't follow through. Um, so as a recap, what I was explaining to viewers at the time was you need to you need to see a bit more evidence that a low is in place. So any of the other lows that, we've, that we were able to trade, um, the similar feature for each of them is, is you get this, this sort of higher low. So the market yeah. comes back, does a bit of a retest and is happy to, to yep. kick on. So what I've circled here is, was what was in my opinion, that higher low. So yep. um, once we're at this point here, it looked like, okay, well the market wants to bounce, whether this is the low or not, yep. we, we don't know, but you know, looking pretty good. I've got a couple of squiggly blue lines, um, moving averages. So the main ones to keep an eye on um, it's always the 50-day and the 200-day moving average. So when you when you get above the 50, that's again another box tick that okay, the market's looking like for yep. the moment it wants to head higher. So on Friday night, it, it bounced off that level. So look, so far so good. Um, unfortunately, we're still under the 200-day moving average. And um, once we hit that, that's when you can be really certain that this is a, a really believable rally. Yeah. Once if we can get above above that and hold for a period of time you yeah you can get a lot more confident but it can trip you up i mean we did see in in march this year mm. we got above the 200 day moving average and two weeks later we'll back below yeah. it so yeah it, it can happen um but i think if you if you get the combination of of that happening with you know, more confidence that interest rates aren't going up so a yeah. few more you know again boxes to tick yeah. Um, so look, I think I think we're getting towards the end of this this dark tunnel. Um, you know, maybe a little bit further to go, but for the for the time being, um, I think there's a there's a bit of upside here. So yeah. it seems to me, uh, Michael, that we're we're seeing like a sneak preview of what will happen once we do believe inflation is on the way down and interest rate rises have either stopped or going to be smaller in the future. Yeah, exactly, and. Um, Look, I mean, I, we were buying some things last mm. week. I mean, my opinion is when you get these bounces, you can sit back and, and say, well, it might just be a dead cat bounce. Um, I'd prefer not to participate. Mm. But, but my opinion is that you get these bounces, they may well end up becoming you know, a, mm. proper, a proper rally. This may well end up being the low. Um, yeah. We might find the market rallies here and then 
even if we're not getting any confirmation of um, uh, interest rates staying put for another several weeks, the market may well consolidate and then get going again. So this could be the low. Um, And what you need to do, in my opinion, is when you get these bounces, you need to give it a go. Um, I'm going to run a tight stop on anything I've bought. So if it starts to fail, I'm out. And maybe that happens to me a few more times, but eventually I won't get stopped out. It'll just keep going and going and going. And those who decided to wait for all their ducks to line up will end up with a market that's already up 30% and they've missed the best of the opportunities. Okay, this goes to the the NASDAQ, which of course is the most overreacting uh, Mm. market for obvious reasons. It's got like tech stocks and growth stocks into it. Is it showing a similar pattern, mate? Um, Similar to the S&P in that, you know, in terms of what it's done here, looks the same. Um, But those viewers with a keen eye would have noticed that the NASDAQ is still below the 50-day moving average. So looking a lot lot, um, weaker than than the S&P. Um, in terms of the Dow Jones, I don't have the chart here, but the Dow Jones is basically up here. Yeah, so I well, think it's at its best October in, yeah. in a very long time. So again, that just 1976. Shows, well, there you go. Mm. So again, that just shows the um, um, the effect of all the the tech technology stocks we saw last week. What happened with mm. um, with Microsoft and and Amazon? Yeah, and I think the, also the interesting point is being made that where tech was dominating dominating S&P 500, and of course dominates NASDAQ, it's the tech companies that actually are making profits are the ones that are doing well. Mm. And the ones that are still out there waiting for it to happen, they haven't been picked up at this point in time. That's right, they'll they'll take a bit longer to get going again. Okay, let's go to a big beneficiary of 2022, up about 240%. Whitehaven Coal. Whitehaven Coal. Is it? Is, is this? Is this due for a sell-off, mate, or can can people who hold this stick on stick on with it longer? Um, I mean, my opinion is you stick with the trend while you have it. This it's is it's a this, pretty bullish trend, isn't it's, it? It's still an uptrend. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at higher highs. Um, what I've done is is have a look at some um, some major moving averages. To see, uh, to see which one fits best, mm. um, because my opinion is you stick with it, uh, and then when the trend is over, get out. So I think the 50-day, this is what I've got here, tends to um, the stock tends to respect that very well. Mm. Um, and and if I was trading this, I'd be using this as my line in the sand as to when to get out. It's getting very close to it, mm. and occasionally you'll have situations where it it goes under. So. The trick here is you need to be a seller, um, but then have the, uh, I guess, the the guts to get back in at a higher price where you sold it, knowing that the, the uptrend is back on. Yeah. Um, you don't just sit there and think, oh, well, I, I can't buy it for more than what I sold it mm. for. Um, it, we, easier said than done, that one, isn't it, Mike? Yeah, mm. yeah, but, but, you know, you need to just think, well, this yeah. is a new situation, a new mm. trade. Yeah. But it, but apart from this situation here, it's a, it's, you know, I think the 50 day is a good one to look at. It is coming back to it. So the next, I mean, as we speak, it might be just dipping under it now, but yeah. I think tomorrow could be the day where you need to make a decision. Looking at the way Whitehaven Coal consolidates, the last few times it has sort of consolidated sideways and then it has this sort of dip here before mm. rebounding. And there'll be, like be profit takers, there'll be profit takers realise they've done well. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And they, yeah. they come again. So look, I, I just keep it on a 50 day um, for our viewers at home. And you know, if it, I think if it cuts under it tomorrow, just just sell it and uh, just Simple watch on the sidelines. Yeah, because it might it might do this. Great, yeah. get back in. But that might be the top, and then maybe yeah. it comes all the way back. I guess if you believe that Vladimir Putin is going to be a pain in the neck for quite a substantial amount of time, you can punt mm. on energy prices being high and Whitehaven Coal being a beneficiary. But once yeah. that war's over, then I guess you want to be out. Yeah, look, I think um, I think the whole energy sector's got 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 further to run. Yeah. And, um, what, was the, what was the budget projection? Fifty-six percent increase in energy prices over the next two yeah, years. Something like that. Because that's good for Whitehaven. But but of course, you know this move has been on the back of not just the rising coal prices, but everyone else extrapolating out high coal prices next year. Um, there's the the massive buyback on at the moment. So mm. potentially a lot of that's already factored into the price, and maybe it needs to consolidate back here yeah. before it gets going again. We don't know, but I think this is a yeah. a very um, you know objective way to look at it. Just run yeah. the moving average. Yeah, those who have made plenty of money probably can, can run with it. People who want to get in now, it's a bit more risky. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to the next one now, mate. And this is one uh, from the, my boom and doom show for the uh, switcher investors. Neuron, uh, neuron, mm. was it neuron medical? Yeah, not not one I yeah, follow. It's not, it's not a well known one to me either. Yeah, but it's um, look, this one's doing all the right things in my yeah. opinion. So we've got we've got that uptrend, quite simply higher highs, higher lows. Um, you definitely stick with it. Um, if it breaks one of the old lows, that to me that's the the sell signal. So yeah. that's around here. I think that's around <coughs> six sixty, something like that. So so far so good, doing pretty well. Um, what I found interesting on this chart um, was. Another example where when you see a stock break to a new high, you shouldn't be scared of that. So here we had a situation, and I wish I'd seen it at the time, mm. where for six months the share price had done nothing and then suddenly it had this huge day up yeah. where it broke to a new high. The highest it's, it's, like, been, it's like someone knew something. Yeah, <laughs> the highest it's been in about six months. And it looks like it traded from <clears throat> around 440 to about 490. So mm. it looks like a, a 10% move on the day. Mm. Um, but as you could see, that sparked the start of the next yeah. the next trend. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be worried about buying stocks at an all time high because you don't have trapped sellers above you. Everyone's making a profit. Everyone's happy and happy yeah. to continue back. So it's something that people should do their homework on. But certainly at this point in time, the price action indicates it's heading in the right direction. Yeah, that's right. If you're looking to buy it, I'd um, if I saw weakness back down here, I'd buy and then have my stop loss at at that prior low. Mm. Okay, good uh, hint. Now next one, Integral Diagnostics. Another company I don't really know much about. Mm. I get the question a lot. Um, so what's it telling you? It doesn't look too good. That's right, so the opposite of, of the other stock, unfortunately. Um, the, the main thing I've noticed is what it's doing around here, and I'm, I've got a feeling it might, uh, it might trap some people. And the reason why I say that is we had this huge rally off the lows in July, mm. um, and then it slowly crept all the way back to that July low. Mm. Now, I'm guessing that a lot of people would look at this and think, well, hang on, that's, that's a pretty good support level. Yeah. Maybe we should buy it. I think the opposite's true. So if this, if this was bullish, um, if this was basically a low in the yeah. stock, it shouldn't really be all the way back here. I mean, it should, 
by the time it's got only you know not even halfway mm. um, back to these these prices you should have seen all the buying come back in so the yeah. fact that it was able to get all the way back down to this low it bounced then it's back to that low again yeah. it's bounced back to that low yeah. that's that's to there me, are a lot of downers on the company yeah. yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if this week that level breaks mm. and then everyone sees that break uh, and they start to panic so for those who want to see a recent chart of a stock that's done something similar to this have a look at sandfire resources yeah. that was another stock that was loitering at support whereas you know, it should have should have been up there it shouldn't have been yeah. down there and it broke support and at the moment it's struggling so i'd i'd be very and it's a big drop from glory isn't it we're talking about a five dollar forty 50 stock and look where it is mm. today. It's a very, yeah, it's very big um, kick. Yeah, so once again, if you're interested in this company, you have to go do your homework. Another company, which is a great company, I think, um, Zero. let's have a look at that now. It's, it's been struggling. Mm. You know, is the chart giving you an idea that they're gonna get out of the struggle street um, <laughs> situation? Yeah, it's, um, it is still struggling. So we do still have that downtrend. There's a little bit of, um, positivity here and that it's, it's sort of holding on at these levels. It might just need to base a bit longer, um, but, but still still early days, mm. um, I think. So I've always uh, figured this is a company that will be a beneficiary once tech is forgiven in the US. Like they'll mm. come to Australia and say, well, this is a company, if they're not making profits, they're close to making profits. They're yeah. a progressive company, they're not really a startup. But it just seems to be um, suffering the fact that tech is still on the out. There's no strong rotation mm. of tech. But the day it happens, when it happens, I suspect you know, this is one company that will take off. Yeah, the quality ones will, um, will move first. But at the moment, yeah, no one's, no yeah. one's participating so we, yet. We can't give a leg up mm. on that one. Another similar company, which actually does make profit, is NextDC. Mm. Is it sort of showing the same kinds of hovering around a, a bottom? Um, no, not, not quite. I, you know, even if this one is, is making a profit, um, it's still definitely in the, the downtrend. And what I've, what I've noticed here was another example where there was a bit of a trading range um, up until about September, where again, there was a very clear support level. Every time it tried to bounce off it, it just went all the way back down to mm. it, which again is not a sign of a strong support level it's a mm. sign of a stock that's really struggling so i think as soon as it it broke that line um that was the that was the sell signal so and it's interesting mike we know that the, the the market hit a bottom in june and it bounced off it didn't it that's right a, a, but then once it got to around august where a bit of negativity crept back in the market, it really was big negativity wasn't it looking at that yeah off. that's that's a good pickup so yeah. the fact that yeah this is this is the low in June. Our mm. market is here. Next DC is really underperformed yeah, in really, that period of time. Yeah. So um, just on another stock, we don't have a chart, but on that whole topic of tech stocks, those that are making a profit and therefore might show signs of relative strength, um, one that I like the look of is WiseTech. So yeah. WiseTech is actually within, I think it's only within a dollar or two of its all-time all -time high. high. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the fact that it's doing that in this sort of market yeah. is a very, very good sign. Yeah, so very That's what good. we prefer to see in these, yeah. these ones as well. And it's, it's kind of got out of the, the tech space. It's, it's, well, it's a, it's a tech kind of company, but it's a, it's a real, real business. A lot yeah. of people like it. 
Okay, so we're going to go your, your pick now. And you're our final one, and I'm not surprised you like uh, beach energy after you uh, showed me the Whitehaven chart. Mm. What, what are we seeing here, mate? Um, so I, I still think energy can do well next year, and I think mm. it's, um, you know, in terms of beach, um, LNG sales, I think it's worth getting back into this one after the recent, the recent pullback. So something mm. I've noticed with this particular chart, although it is quite messy, um, the, in my opinion, there was a fairly clear uh, downtrend line here, so a fairly clear line of resistance. Um, and the fact that it's quite clear to me means that once it gets above it, um, that's, that's, that's a buy signal. Mm. So apart from that downtrend line, the other interesting thing I've noticed with the recent price action is after the low in September, it's, again, it's managed to creep, creep upwards towards this converging point. Um, you've got this outline. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you that. It looks as yeah. though it's uh, a, an incorrect addition to the chart. Yeah, it, and this, the, the addition of this is what makes it, makes it very interesting. So they had their, their quarterly update, which on face value um, wasn't great. Maybe wasn't, wasn't the best. Yeah. Um, and what this candle indicates is that the share price opened all the way down here, so it got smashed on the open. Yeah. But by the end of the day, it, it basically had recovered almost all of its losses and was just back into that, mm. that range. And then it just, it never looked back, it continued on. So mm. this shows me that on the main occasion where investors had the chance to sell this, they were just steamrolled by all the buyers. So yeah. that's, a very, that's a very bullish sign. Yeah. Uh, and now it's popped its head above that, that downtrend line. So I think as a trade, this is the buy, this is the buy signal. This is one that we, um, that we picked up last week and I'm expecting some sort of uh, recovery here. So okay. hopefully we're in for a, a decent amount of time, but, but as I mentioned at the beginning, I'd rather just run a, a tight trailing stop on these things. At the moment, I'm just, I don't want to take more than a 10% loss if I've yeah. got it wrong. Is that what you, your stops are usually 10%? In this market, yeah. I'm going to run them pretty tight. So at the moment, I've got a 10% stop, but then once it gets going, I'll start to, to tighten it up. Hopefully, um, you know, what happens this week with interest rate rises and the associated commentary don't, you know, doesn't spook the market. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah, we can get, get a bit more of a rally. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks for the insights, mate, as always. Yeah. That's Mike Gable of Fairmont Equities. Well, the market has been rebounding, and to see whether we can trust this rebound, we're talking to St. Wong from the fund manager Prime Value. How are you, mate? I'm good, Pete. Well, we we kind of um, expected a rebound of sorts. Has it come a bit earlier than you expected? A little bit earlier, to be frank, uh, Pete. Uh, you know, the the Fed's sending somewhat mixed messages uh, from being hawkish to less hawkish and the market's taking a, a positive turn to that. So I think it surprised everyone, to be frank. I don't think anybody's really got onto this rally in a big way. No. And do you think a lot of people are saying to themselves, I know I'm saying it, I do want to see that inflation number on November 10 before I say, yep, I'm a true believer. Yeah, look, you know, from a headline perspective, I think the number, you know, even the previous month's number is going to be quite um, challenging for the market to stomach. Uh, I'm in a camp whereby 
um, I'm planning for a variety of scenarios to emerge from that and, you know, try to uh, play with the cards that's been handed to me um, and work from there onwards. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm totally with you. I, as you know, I've been saying that I wouldn't be surprised to see a rebound in the December quarter. I, st I always thought that the market would wait to see the jobs number on Friday and then wait for the inflation number. And um, so it's going to be very interesting the next um, next 10 days or so. Yeah, I think so. I think to chip into that, Pete, is that, you know, it, it feels that the market wants to rally into year end. And I, I suspect that's what's happening at this minute. Um, and I think yeah, it all seems quite reasonably positive, at least on the sentiment front. Uh, that's my own gut feel. Nothing yeah. scientific to it. Yeah, I, I guess it's fair to say, US corporate season's a bit better than expected, which is kind of implying maybe the recession fears were overdone. And secondly, um, some of the economic data is actually pointing to the fact that inflation might be falling, but we don't know how much is falling by. I think that's going to be the critical issue. If it is a, a big fall in inflation, well, th this rally is justified. If it's not, it could lose a lot of, um, lot of wind. Absolutely. Agreed on that one. Okay, so how are you playing right now? How are you investing? What looks like good value for you? Yeah, look, um, you know, Pete, from where I sit, um, I continue to hold a diversified portfolio. Um, what I mean by that is that I, 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 I'm trying to position in a variety of scenarios that could emerge. Um, on one hand, I, I, I really don't want to be too bearish and part of reasons we, we get these rallies that we're seeing in October right? The um, mm. S&P 500 is up like double digit or thereabouts or 8% or thereabouts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and on the other hand, um, I don't be overly bullish in case I'm wrong in my view. So um, I, I think I've spoken to you before. Mm. I try to look for ideas, opportunities in different buckets. Um, and in this market, uh, in this market, there'll be opportunities across a different variety of ways. Um, and that's how I'm playing it. Well, I'm yeah. positioning uh, myself in, in the current environment. Yeah. Uh, you might not use this terminology, but though you should, given the name of your fund, um, are you playing value stocks now or value stocks and growth stocks? Because that's interesting. I, I know that the S&P 500's had a nice rebound, but it's mainly been um, powered by value stocks rather than those tech growth stocks. How you how you... Yeah, what kind yeah. of what kinds of Aussie companies are you chasing? Yeah, absolutely, Pete. Uh, look, I, I'm not a value hound, despite uh, the name Prime Value. So um, I'm quite balanced in my view. So if I take you through maybe three examples to give you an idea of what I'm hunting for, so to speak, in this environment. Yeah, great. Um, look, uh, I'll, I'll kick kick off with um, some small cap companies, um, aged care sector. Hmm. Uh, that's coming across as quite interesting. The likes of Estia and Regis Healthcare, um, the ticket codes being EHE -H -E and REG respectively. Aged care providers got really affected through COVID because of occupancies, as, as we all know. We saw those media images you know, right at the start of uh, COVID-19. Um, I think that that sector is starting to come back. Occupancy is starting to rise from about 86% currently. And it's got a structural theme in terms of aged care provision. And we all know that the market's really quite 
uh, in need of aged care um, 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 beds, so to speak. Um, so that's one sector which has been um, really been affected through COVID. I think that's starting to come into full, especially into 2023 for three reasons. Occupancy should begin to rise as COVID-19 recedes. Secondly, the cost of replacing um, a, a bed in, in, in aged care is actually rising quite substantially. So it is really pointing towards consolidation in the sector. But finally, we're also seeing uh, regulatory uh, concerns, I, I guess, ease because uh, aged care fees are actually rising for each of these providers on a per bed basis. And that should unpin um, quite a bit of revenue through flow into the next 12 months and beyond. So the aged care sector, I think is quite interesting. And that's probably my value bucket. Um, you know, it's not trading expensively mm. because uh, by and large, the market's quite concerned on regulatory uh, issues. I think that will ease into the next uh, two years with a structural tailwind behind the sector. Okay. So that's really number one. Um, in in, in, um, in the shorter term, I've been buying, I have been buying banks into the results and that's more a tactical positioning. Um, rising interest rates uh, have proven to be really positive for the banking sector since you know uh, June this year, and we will see that coming through into the next uh, six six months, or, so to speak, as rising interest rates uh, benefit uh, the banks into higher mortgage loans, uh, mortgage rates rather. So that's one from a shorter term perspective, which I've been putting money into. Um, I think that trend will continue. Uh, into a new year, uh, I think the banks will be quite well supported, at least in the near term. Which one, uh, which one, yes, T, looks like the best value to you? Because we know the CBA is always a very good bank, but mm. it's always priced to perfection. Um, which one, which one do you think offers the best value? Well, Pete, um, I've held NAB and CBA for a number of years now. And even in my most recent acquisitions, there's still been a CBA and NAB. Look, I, I think from a from a perspective of how banks are valued, you know, we all know that CBA is really expensive. But what I do really like is that the business is really doing really well. I think that will support earnings growth into the next two years. Yeah. So that's why I continue to put money into CBA, even into in, in the near term. Uh, NAB, again, doing really well. Momentum still with the bank. On the franchise perspective, uh, mortgages continue to do well. Uh, not as cheap as ANZ or Westpac, but we know that ANZ and Westpac does have issues in turnaround its businesses. So yep. until I'm comfortable with with the uh, turnaround of an app, uh, of ANZ and Westpac, I'm probably in the sidelines on these two cheaper banks at this juncture. Okay, let's go to your third bucket. Well, third bucket is obviously, um, you know, in my view, some of the growth stocks are sold off aggressively into the market. And I continue to hold some of these in the portfolio. James Hardy and Goodman Group uh, comes to mind, especially in, in, if you look into next year. If you think that the Fed is about to ease off its the pedal in terms of interest rate rises in the U.S., then James Hardy and Goodman Group will be quite primed to benefit from an easing of interest rate, at least a leveling of off of U.S. interest rates into 2023. So these are fundamentally world-class companies, very strong uh, management teams, excellent balance sheets, 
And in my view, uh, they've come down to valuation, which looks really attractive. Yeah. So, you know, James Hardy is probably trading about 15 times earnings. Um, and Goodman Group are not too far off, probably, probably in the high teens. Um, so these are the sort of growth stocks I've been looking to acquire um, in, in, in the current market downturn. Yeah. And they're the kinds of companies you want to have in your portfolio over the long term anyway. So if you can get them at, at good prices, why not? ST, thanks for joining us. As thanks, always, Pete. thanks for your insights. Talk to you later. That's ST Wong from Prime Value. And that's the show for tonight. Thanks for joining us. We're back on Thursday, of course. And don't forget, if you want more insights, the kind of stuff that we don't always talk about on the show, go to switzerreport.com.au. Thanks for joining us. See you on Thursday.